Unearthed. Oh, Unearthed it. no. Yeah, no, it's Damn. it's not the best, but it's not bad. But everybody likes their own brand, so. You think that we should tell anybody what we're talking about? Or just... No, no, okay. no. Okay. Yeah, on. just go we're ahead. Yeah, hey, guys. I mean, <laughs> What's up, uh, y'all? this is a podcast. Uh, hey, it's the art <laughs> That is exactly what this is. <laughs> And if you are not able to figure that out by now, then fuck you. No, I'm kidding. Okay, what were you okay, saying? Okay, it's the art tenders. Yeah, we, we review art, uh, movies, Easy that. TV shows, video games, music, yeah. uh, and perhaps more whenever we delve into it. I'm Danny. He's Mac. Howdy. And uh, we are looking into The Menu. It's a movie that is currently out in theaters. It's a wonderful mix between uh, thriller, a little bit of horror, definitely some comedy. Definitely. Uh, yeah, at the time of the recording, uh, you can go watch it in theaters. It's a wonderful, wonderful film, and it's starring Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, and I think it's a blast, and I will tell you that off the front. Um, this should be, in theory, a pretty easy episode, I think, because it was such a blast, and yeah. there, I think, is a lot to talk about. It's not a perfect movie. Not a perfect movie, but yeah. that's why there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and I, I will, like, I don't know how to how to best describe it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to certainly try that if you boil down all of the possible things that you can put into a movie for me to like it, maybe there's like 15 of those things, right? Just boil them down. I think this movie has a, about a good like 11 or 12 <laughs> of those, <laughs> Okay, right? could you like, name not, some of them? It's no field of dreams. Don't Absolutely. Like, that, that's a 15 out of 15. Yeah, it, do not do not get this do not get this twisted, right? But but it like it's wonderful because this movie has a lot of fun. It's about a group of people who get on this boat to an island to experience the menu of this, I mean, restaurant that is of the highest art, the highest class, of the highest fame. And uh, what it actually boils down to is uh, they're all going to die tonight. And so it's a, it's a but, wonderful little twist. Yeah. That, yes. um, that of course, the chef, played by Ray Fiennes, knows, um, but not not the sort of guests uh, that are involved with, you know, tasting mm-hmm. this menu. But that is the beauty of, like, the combination of, like, the comedy and the horror and the thriller all yeah. coalescing into one beautiful pie. And, uh, I mean, because there's going to be plenty of spoilers here, so I'm just going to throw that out on the front end. Yeah. Spoiler alert galore. Um the the reason that everyone's going to die is not just like because it's a horror movie and yada yada yada. Sure, it's a thriller because and everyone's going to die because he is. This is his highest form of art. This is the cream of the crop. This is the top of the mountain. He cannot make any art that is more poignant than this, which is a perfect and uh, metaphorical and symbolic meal that culminates in everyone's death. Yeah, and it is like absurd and hilarious but also very interesting and i think says a lot i think we should get into that yeah i mean since since we have opened the door to it because uh i think what ray finds character the chef uh, i forgot the name in its entirety and i'll look it up right now but uh what he is striving to do is yes create that perfect masterpiece right of art of food of wonderful stature right chef slowick from mm. Iowa and and Ray Fiennes oh, need to do some dialect work, but that's okay. I mean, it's Ray Fiennes, so like we're all gonna let it pass. But, but also, it was implied that there's a possibility that he's not actually from Iowa. 
Because you remember at, a, at another point in the movie, he then also said, when I was growing up in... In freaking somewhere in Slovakia, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, somewhere in East European-esque. Right. But, but what he is trying to make, this masterpiece of you know creating this menu, these this list of foods, and also killing all of the guests and the wait staff and the restaurant staff uh, and all the chefs and X, Y, and Z, right? Plays directly into the theme. So, like, it... it what it is is that like what he's trying to make is an exact reflection of what the theme is for the movie but i think it's worth discussing what is the theme for this movie overall overall ah uh. because so i what i took away from it is that this movie is examining the sort of like exploitation the sort of lack of appreciation for arts Mm -hmm. right and on the same token on the other side of the coin also like dude like nothing's wrong with the simple things right Uh, on that same token right so a big sort of thing that chef slowick is on his sort of high horse right is the fact of like he is creating these wonderful wonderful pieces of art and now his like clientele the only people who can sort of afford it who can who are only able to get it now are people who can never actually appreciate it Mm. and it's a sort of like combative knee-jerk reaction now to create this menu that is a masterpiece that ends up killing everybody but then you have Anya Taylor-Joy who is you find out throughout the course of the film and find out very early in the beginning too that her being on this island is not was not supposed to happen was not planned it was not accounted for everybody was accounted for yeah very specifically and she was hired as an escort to come to the island and take the spot of this woman that was supposed to be there. Um, and obviously her being there has ruined the entire night for Ray Fiennes' chef Slowick. Um, yeah. Because... Not the- because her being there, like, not because she could or would hypothetically mess anything up, but because it's not according to the masterpiece that he is Because, creating. absolutely, if he's and changing this masterpiece, up, but- then, then you know... This this is a this is an element that he was not expecting, as well as it was very specifically orchestrated that it was uh, I can't remember what the exact quote was, so you might be able to help me on this. But there was this concept or this idea of there are in life and in the world there are people that serve and people that consume. There's creators and consumers, and so it was difficult whenever she came in. He was not able to assess right off the bat whether or not she was a creator or consumer. He was like, are you one of us or one of them? Because if you're one of us, then you will die, but you will have to do it from our perspective and from our side, which is a different version of this painting or art or whatever. Yeah. Or you will, you're a consumer and you are with them. Um, Given her the same fate, but like a sense of like either like agency yeah. in this sort of destiny that's been crafted. And so although there is this insane like uh, piece of art and experience that that everyone is experience that everyone is 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 a part of the entire time and each meal and the people dying and stuff like that. Although that is that is interesting, it's more of a setting for the movie. The real thing that you're following and the real story that you're following, journey, is the the conflict between Anya Taylor Joy and Ray Fiennes, which is him trying to understand who exactly she is and then deciding what her fate is, and then ultimately her, you know, taking control of her fate. And but her not 
having her head up, you know, her own or his ass, right? She's Mm -hmm. never kissing his ass. Every other guest in the room is kissing the chef's ass. In some way. In some way. Even whenever they're being rude or impolite. Exactly. Or actually, even whenever they're being negative or they're against him, they're still doing it in a, well, whatever you say, chef kind of way because they're afraid of him. Right. And he's the, and she, and she just like you said she's the only one that does not grant him that power and that permission yeah um, which which is an interesting dynamic yeah um, what was your experience like watching the movie that's a good question because um, I feel like this movie can go either two ways right the audience that you view this movie with and there there was like a nice size audience that I saw this with maybe like maybe like forty people. Right, which uh-huh. I guess like doesn't sound like a lot, but like nowadays in a movie theater, you're That's like, thank goodness, you know, True. when it's like not a Marvel film, right? For real, it's like oh, people or not, are like, actually at coming night to see on this. the weekend, correct? Like well, that. it yeah. actually was on the weekend, so there oh, was okay. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Well, but, that's probably why. Yeah, but I think this particular audience saw this film more as like a thriller and horror film. I think we got the understanding, and at least I got the understanding, that this was a very funny film, but not every funny moment is like a laugh-out-loud sort of funny moment that we experience in this theater, right? Except for a few that would just... It just came out, right? So, like, you had... Throughout the film, there are multiple instances where they are displaying food at, a la, like, Food Network, right? Oh, and that's some of my favorite dishes, parts right? because they're making fun of the foodies, right? And they right. are and they are intentionally using the formats of all of these food channels, food networks, and, and specifically um, uh, uh, a lot of, like, the YouTube channels that are, like, food presenting. Mm. They, they use that as a as a template um, to make fun of that thing. Correct. Um, which is really, really funny at times. So go ahead. Please. And so there's one dish that one of the characters played by Nicholas Holt, <laughs> who is a guest makes because like I, yes. the chef forces him to essentially, which we, is, we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah, man, and and it's like, you know so much about like, you know, flavor and taste profiles. Why don't you make something since you know so much? And it's this lamb with some with some leek and other sort of things and and, and shallots as well. And it's and, disgusting and, looking. And the plate after it's finished and it doesn't taste good and chef is like, "Wow, this is bad." Then it does the Food Network display of Tyler's bullshit, and I laughed out loud. Of course, you wonderful, did. and multiple people hilarious. laughed out loud as well. And there are other instances in the film of like people bursting out laughing. Yeah. But it was not like a movie theater that was joined together by comedy. It was a movie theater joined together by, are these people going to make it out of here alive? Right. Uh, yeah. And, and and that's the wonderful thing that I. But think, you could like, tell that the audience cared. Yes. Absolutely. Good. Good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, bravo to the marketing of this film because you could tell like the the concept is like people are going to die, but you don't know who's gonna die. You don't know how many people's gonna die. You don't know who's gonna get out of there. Like from 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 the marketing, like you have enough yeah. to go on, right? But but nothing spoiling, you know what 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 is what may come to be also again very rare the marketing for this i thought was brilliant i thought it was really really well done just clean super clean did not give me too much yeah and it's one of the very few things i can see that like 
I really did not know anything about this other than it's going to make fun of foodies. That's yeah. it. But is a good trailer like Lamb, trailer. for example. Uh, too good of a trailer. La- Lamb, Lamb had a good trailer, and this had a good trailer. Yeah. The difference is, like, the first act of this film is not is not really dependent on a reveal because it's, like, step-by-step little reveals throughout the film, right, of the weird shit that's happening on this island that they're on, right? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. and it's the moment that that they get on the boat, really. It's 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 a little moment, little moment, little moment, as opposed to Lamb, where it's just one big reveal at the end of the first act that the trailer spoils. So the entire first act is kind of blah because the entire first act is assuming that you know you don't really have an idea or no. Well, th- they have little hints there too, but it's it's I think it's just functionally and fundamentally built different yeah but but tell me about the audience and your experience viewing this film so i i had kind of a similar time um where you know i I think i might have seen it with like a audience of maybe 20 to 30 okay um but there was uh uh definitely people that were laughing but not as hard as we were as as hard as my party or whatever now the thing that I'm very thankful for is that I saw this with my mom and sister and brother and brother's girlfriend. That's a um, party. That's a group. It is a group, right? And so uh, we didn't My sis, – me and my sister wanted to see this very badly. My brother didn't really, and my brother's girlfriend didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And so they did not have a good time but were laughing because they were so confused and so disturbed the entire time. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not like avid moviegoers or like you know or art consumers or whatever. And sure. so they were not like the intended audience for this. And so it was really fucking funny to watch them yeah. just go like, Ugh. it was very fun. Right. Um, but – yeah, I, I would say that the thing that was lucky about the full group experience is that because there were so many of us, um, we felt very comfortable leading the tone of the audience. Um, so I never felt influenced by the people around me gotcha. outside my party. You were the influencers. Because there were so many of us, yeah. And so like whenever we all burst, like the five of us burst out laughing at It loosens up the rest of the audience. Everyone else felt a little bit more comfortable, yeah. And so I, I, I felt a little more in control of that experience. Um, and the uh, and yeah, it was really, really funny at, at many times. And especially for me and my sister because we, we are the intended audience for this in terms of yeah. we are the annoying, like food-obsessed yeah watch all Who, of like, the and, videos. And like snorting art as well. It's not a, like mm-hmm. this movie is partially for foodies as well and like mocks it in like a like a fun poking but you can, sort of way. You, you you can you can plug in any artistic medium you want. Correct. And it make perfect and, sense. And and that's partially what makes the movie so wonderful yeah. as well. Yeah, how easily you can plug it into other things as well because like the core of it is like accessibility and like losing identity of like art and artists and like what are we doing it for right i think that anyone that watches movie will perceive it as a at least good thriller i think that anyone that is attached to any form of art or specifically um understands uh someone devoting their entire life or existence or attention to one thing only can can see this as a comedy yeah can, can see the funny in this because there's a lot of funny that comes from that from art and from like that you know that that insane drive and focus or that you know 
mindset or type of person that uh, uh, Ray Fiennes plays where, you know, it is, um, I'm devoting my entire life to this thing and I care about it so much that I'm willing to die for it. Um, which it is at first and whenever you first encounter that type of person or that idea is enticing and interesting and you're like, not like I want to do that, but more like that's, why? Like, what's the, you know, like, like the th- that, that is a thrilling idea. But then the more you're around it and the more that we're around artists like that, it's really funny. Yeah. At this point, it's like kind of ridiculous and like a, like a very, very much a caricature. Um, this movie was your idea, right? Like, I yes. mean, like, I think Me? we both saw that. Tr- yes, you. Yes. What? Who else? Who the? I'm sorry. Wait a second. Thought- no, 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 no. I said your idea. Who? Who am I talking to? I thought you were talking about the royal you. I thought you were talking about like like the general you. I I thought the rest of the sentence might be like your idea of a good time, implying the audience. I'm looking into your eyes. Okay, okay. I've I've accepted. I've received mine. It was my idea. Correct. This is my idea. What was it about? You're ridiculous. What is? What was it about this movie? that made you particularly go, we should review this one, as opposed to, like, any other movie uh, that's out currently. Well, why why particularly this one? I think because it is uh, similar to your 15, um, yeah. where you were, like, 11 out of 15 sure, things yeah. that excite me. I felt really similarly. Um, there were a lot of things that uh, that have been intriguing me and exciting me recently, and this is the first time that I've seen it done so well in a movie setting a lot of the things that i really like that they did come more in the form of series um a lot of people have been comparing this to the bear but mainly just because of like the chef the stuff. food yeah i don't think that it's anything like the bear yeah. for me yeah. it actually reminds me so much of white lotus have you seen that i actually have not seen white i'm here lotus. to tell you i am i am such a hoe for White Lotus. Yeah. I'm an apologist for White Lotus. I really, really like that a lot. Um, season one's great. Season two's coming out right now. Yeah. Season finale comes out Sunday. It's great. Now, the things that I like about White Lotus, whenever I'm looking at that and the menu, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, why do I like these things so much, A, and B, what are things that I like about this so much that I would try to use it or make something similar myself? Okay. And that list goes something like, I really like the fact that people are trapped, but mm-hmm. not in a uh, – it doesn't have to be contrived or it doesn't have to be like like a like a horror haunted house kind uh, of trap. Wait, did you find it contrived in this film? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Whereas White Lotus, they – everyone's at a resort together. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as like – they theoretically could leave. It's just more of a socially trapped like, these are the only people that they have in each... Because they're in foreign countries where they're the only ones that can speak the language. And so they are socially trapped. These are the only people that they have any chance of talking to. And there's something really tense about that. And, uh, okay, it raises the stakes in a different way. Just exactly, in a different way. exactly. Okay, okay, where okay. there's, like, there is there's tension because there's no escape. Because you know that whatever they do is going to have a long-term effect because they have to see these people again yeah. tomorrow uh, or yeah. later that day or right. whatever. Um, and so whenever you leave a scene, they're okay leaving scenes super fast because you know they're going to have to see each other again in White mm-hmm. Lotus. Now, in the menu, I like that they're trapped. I like that they can't get out. I, I like that they have to deal with each other. Yeah. And that they kind of have to start playing along with the chef's game. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's fun. However, it did it, it did fall into some horror movie tropes in that, like, you know, they, they, they were literally trapped. There were people, like, at the door guarding or whatever. Yeah. Um, where it's like, okay, I wish that there was, like, 
a more like clean way, I guess. Social. I wish there was more of a motive or like a reason that he like required them to stay rather than as opposed to like a physical sort of barrier. Exactly. I always find the, the mental game more exciting than the physical one. Right. And so it's, it's fun to watch people try to play the mental game in a physical way, but, and like fail, but like if whenever they had like, like the pancakes where they were blackmailing people, which is fucking hilarious, by the way, tortillas. Sorry. Sorry. Not the pancakes. Sorry. Sorry. The tortillas. Stop, 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 stop. I mean, I'm I not was... even Mexican, but I am Hispanic, so I, I, I am at least I'm somewhat in my offended. Mind. In, my, in my mind, I was just seeing the, 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 images. the brown outline printed on the, yes. So, the tortillas, thank you very much. Oh, it, of course Taco it was tortillas Tuesday. because of the, yes. It was because of Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday in with Iowa the chicken with the dad. Thigh, yeah. With the, the scissors in it. <laughs> with the us. Yeah. And so, um, uh. Yeah, so so I, I wish that there was some reason that he was like, you cannot leave, um, or else, yada, 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 yada. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I understand that. Uh-huh. And, like, in a perfect world, yes, but it's tricky when the stakes are life or death. Yeah, because, because whenever it comes down to life or death, it's like, there's no blackmail that is large enough for me to risk my life. I would rather get the fuck out of there and live. Correct. Correct. Understood. So, like, so like I, uh, what I'm trying to say is, like, possibly what could there be bigger than like a physical boundary for those people to stay in the room? Like what could socially or like emotionally be so big that they choose to stay in the room? And like, that's worth the exploration. I was like, that's the question. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, true. That's that question. is the question. That is um, the question. And like, does that question even have an answer? Um, right. But well, and, and like how interesting if, because one of my favorite characters, one of the most interesting characters, I thought, was Nicholas Holt's character. Okay. The, 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 um, the Who's a foodie who just likes food. He's there absolutely. because he just likes food. And the twist. Wonderful reveal. He knows on the front end, as opposed to every other guest, that they're all going to die. But he is has such a, if I, you know, if I, pardon me, has such a big heart on for the chef. He does. Uh if metaphorically speaking, well, but metaphorically speaking, uh, that he's okay with it. Yeah. He's okay. He was going to bring his date as part of this giant sacrifice. And instead he brought an escort on yeah, a total joy. Because he needed somebody because you can't just go by yourself to this restaurant. Right. Um, which is, which is insane, but was a test from chef Slowick whenever he was like, um, you know, he, he, he intentionally told him, to see if that would deter him at all. And this guy was like, no, kill me, um, which is bonkers. But also, that's my favorite part about his character, is that, like we were talking about, he had a reason to stay that wasn't a physical boundary. He was like, that is okay, point. that's interesting to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, what if, because he his downfall was such a large downfall that he, that he was willing to die for it, in the yeah. same way that all the chefs were. Similarly, what if, like, for instance, the like the finance bros that were there that were like clearly there just like as a status thing? Um, what if it was a money thing for them in the same way they were being blackmailed? What if it was put on the line like, how much does your money mean to you? Is it worth your life? Mm-hmm. Um, and what if the answer was yes, and they mm-hmm. actually did like risk their life because of their money? Mm-hmm. Um, because like that was the thing, or like they're like you know the being put in prison for fraud or whatever. Yeah. Um, that would be interesting to me. Uh, however, I understand the decision not to. Back on the things that, that I find interesting about, like, the, the similarities and whatnot. Um, I like the trappedness. I love the characters that are 
the role reversal thing. I love that whenever whenever good characters are forced into the position where they have to be like bad guys in order to win in order to succeed in their and what and what they want. And then the bad guys that are driven so insane that they that they eventually let up and have to become the good guys. Or 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 not good guys, but like they have to change their perspective and like, you know, go back. So like all these shitty shitty people that have been invited all of a sudden by the end have to change their tune and by the time they die are spoiler sorry are better people for it and like have kind of confessed and have like come to the light a little bit yeah in the same way that you know on killer joy or ray finds who or sorry sorry um i guess mainly just on killer joy who's like really the only person of like any you know like moral upstanding because she's like the only like decent person and that's the reason we're following her right is because she's like the only one's not fucking crazy but then she has to like you know, dive into basically like insane levels in order to like work her way out of the situation and survive. Yeah. That's fun for me. I yeah. love that role reversal thing. Yeah. And that ha- that's like the theme of White Lotus is like all these shitty people that are like given mirrors that are like you're shitty, you're shitty, you're shitty. And then all the lower class people that are like have to like turn into animals to fight their way up and things right. like that. That's fun. Um, love that. I, I, I think that there was a lot of things in this that like we were talking about, were just really inspiring for me. That whenever I watched it, I'm like, that's the type of shit I want to make. Not necessarily that I think this is a perfect movie by any means, but no. just these are the things that interest me. Yeah. And if I was to make something, I think it would be, I think that people would be looking at the thing that I made and going, that reminds me a lot of The Minion. That reminds me a lot of White Lotus. Yeah. On and on and on. And I, I will say also, love it, love it, love it when uh, it's it's a room it's a room and it's with an ensemble and the ensemble stays a room. I love movies that a <laughs> lot of it theater. is constructed like a play. He says, there I, I like it. theater. I like theater and I like yeah. theater in my theaters where I'm watching movies. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, ridiculous. I, I, I understand. Do you, now, do you like it because it reminds you of theater? Or do you think that if you didn't have your experiences with theater and whatnot, you would still like it as much? Is it, what is it about them being confined to a space? I have no idea. I'm going to unpack that on this break. I like ensemble stuff because there are people stuck in the same room and when they have conflict with one another, they have to figure it out. They can't leave to figure it That's out. What I just they said. can't have fig- What? That's what I just said. So I wasn't listening? No, 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 no. Like before Wait, you just I- said on the podcast? Yeah, my favorite my favorite thing is I was like I one of my favorite things is that everyone's stuck together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's it. Woof. Absolutely. No, 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 no. I mean, that's good. We agree. There we go. Easy as that. Of course, it's interesting that your perspective is because you're like because they have to deal with each other, whereas mine is they the 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 stakes are higher. Yeah. Because they can't get out. Yeah. Um. Because there is something about that that I think that everyone can relate to. Everyone has been in that uh situation where they start getting tense because they don't feel like they can leave, and they're like, oh, I want to get out, but. It's not, for me, it's not as interesting or it's not as relatable whenever it's like you physically can't leave because I've very rarely been in situations where I'm like physically being restrained from leaving a place, but I'm always in really tense situations where I feel like socially I can't leave. Mm-hmm. And that makes me so tense. Right. So tense. Um, yeah. And, and I think there's there's just a very relatable quality to a lot of the conflict in the menu and in White Lotus. And that might just be like, because, you know. I or we are a target audience or whatever. Right. But I, I think that there, that there are a lot of situations that people are put in where I'm like, 
I know that. Yeah. It makes sense to me, man. Yeah. Like, no matter the same conversations, but the same feelings or the same awkward tensions or, 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 or what have you. There's a, like a whodunit quality to this film. Yeah. Right. I, I was trying to like piece it in my head. I'm like, what, what is it? What is it about this film in particular that provides this like whodunit quality? Because like of the 15 or so things that like, you know, equate to if all these 15 things are in a film, it's a perfect film. Um, but Field <laughs> of Dreams is a perfect film and it's not a whodunit. So I'm going to have to examine these 15 things. So maybe like, you know, 13 of these things. Trust me. If this movie had baseball in it. Oh, my God. Favorite movie of all time. Oh, man. Or dogs, be, maybe. Yes. Yeah, dogs yeah. or maybe oh, like but they a, would be serving dogs yeah. they wouldn't be happy or maybe a sort of like parent-child relationship and some sort of like forgiveness with those two <gasps> characters were involved I was waiting for that with the mom yeah I was waiting for the mom to say that's something that's right there's I a mom who love... gets drunk oh my god and she just dies yeah yeah so so, so there's a mom uh, Chef Sloak's mom is sitting in the corner drinking wine not eating what he's prepared just drinking wine getting sloppy drunk and either sighing or crying every time that you look over at her. And, like, she's just there throughout the entire experience. So, like, at the beginning, it's weird because you're like, who's that lady? But then it becomes clear that it's his mom. And then it becomes clear that she knows that everyone's dying. And then she's she's just there to watch it and all go down. resigning to her fate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which there is some sort of interesting, like, in the same way that, uh, that Chef Slowick is willing to die for what he has created in his food that she has like she is willing to die for what she has created in Chef Slowick. Um like Would the food you say is she's his... willing? Well I don't think do you think that she's being held there against her will? I th- I think I figure that she's accepted. I don't know why she's there. The thing is like the movie the movie <laughs> never tells us why That's she's the there. problem. That's the problem. The, well I don't think it's like a problem, but but I guess it's up to sort of like right. interpretation. Like I think we she's can agree there against her will. Oh, interesting. And I, I think it's already too far in. Like she does definitely know that she 100%. and everybody else in that room is going to die. Absolutely. But, but why else would she be crying? But I think like I I don't think there's anything about her that is like choosing to be there. You know? Huh. Okay. Okay, um, I, uh, okay, there's like, I mean, I might have kind of like constructed like a backstory in my mind that's totally not there, um, but can we at least agree that there's missing potential there? Uh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I, I think that that is an underutilized dynamic. I don't uh-huh. think the dynamic was like, you know, there was still like something done there, but there's some, there definitely could have been more, more done. There could yeah. been more done. So uh, another thing that I am absolutely obsessed with recently especially um is with tiktok and this like i know i know the tiktok but i you know i like getting into tiktok theory now with tiktok there is this uh there is this new wave of absurdist comedy that people in this generation aren't aware was actually something that came from like you know back in world war ii like this has been a thing around for a while as absurdist comedy what it's true you sound so pretentious old. oh, oh okay. pretentious yes yeah, true well, that true. goes without saying that that's just saying. who you are that's just the truth that's just the truth that's but just the like truth. I, w- 
I was just like the the TikTok theory, TikTok yeah. theory. Then you talk about absurdist comedy. I'm like, he's starting to get old. And yeah. then you said World War Two. Yeah. And were you just sitting there watching freaking the History Channel? No. Oh we God. took the same history classes, Danny. Now, there, there's. it's interesting to me that all of a sudden it's like revamped and people are so obsessed with it now. Like just the fact that something so random and strange and outlandish can be so funny, but that also it um, has the potential for being something that's very smart as well. So uh, w what I like and what I'm really interested in is um, absurdist comedy that ends up being explained. Like something that is super outlandish and strange and you're laughing because it's so strange, but then it being real. The unpacking and of like, why is this funny? Absolutely. Like there's a lot of comedy in... Every time that uh, something insane happens and all, like all the guests of the restaurant start freaking out, but Nicholas Holt's character is just like, oh, wow, how interesting. And that's funny for a while. And I would right. call that absurdist comedy because you're like, no one would ever do that. But then by the end, you're like, wait a minute. Everything he did made sense now. Right. right. And I was knew. thinking about that, too. I was I was finally like putting the pieces together. I'm like, why is he not reacting to anything there? One of the sous chefs shoots himself straight up just in pistol in the mouth commits yep. suicide you watch it all right there yep in front of everybody and he does not react period no and i like i i think it's i don't know if it was stated but if it wasn't i think it's fair maybe to assume or it, it could be gleaned at that like he probably got a picture oh maybe not a picture of the menu but like but still, he knew that you know, everybody was, was going told, to die. He 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 has he had been getting insight, uh, and like like little tidbits about the night f over the past couple of months from uh, Chef Slowick. That that was confirmed. That was something that was said in the movie. Um, yes, and or uh, another great example: the mom. Every time that we pan over to the mom, and she's like getting sloppier and sloppier with how drunk she is. It's like a like it's it's a punchline, you know what I mean? He's like like my lovely mother, and then she's like banging her head on the table or something. Like it's yeah. kind of funny, and it is absurd as comedy because it's like so outlandish and strange. Right. But by the end, it makes sense because yes. she's like watching the demise, and and she knows everyone's about to die. And what's helpful too is that like those particular contrasts help yes. heighten everybody else's reactions. Yeah. Right. So it, it gives a sort of like blend to everything so we're not seeing the same exact sort of like one note reactions now of course like everybody like should react like what the hell is going on of course but it is helpful when you have those two particular characters that are more on the yes. receiving end of those things but not react like everybody else it's really really helpful in order to enhance uh those particular things what, 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 there, are you, what are you looking the, for? I, there's, there is a specific actor that I'm wondering uh, what you felt about their performance. John Leguizamo. I know you. I already know I love you John, love John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. I, yeah. First of all, I just, I love him generally. Shout out to Luigi. I like, I love him generally. Shout out to Luigi. Um, oh, gosh. No, but I, but Wait I, a I minute. Think, I mean, but like, I think it was just great in this film. I don't know what else to say. What's up? Who's the Luigi in the new Chris Pratt Mario? <laughs> the new Chris Pratt Mario. It's Charlie Day. Ah, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But in the Bob Hoskins Mario, you know, he played King Bob Lear, by Hoskins. the way. He John, did? Yes. 
Well, because <laughs> hold on, just really fast anecdote. Please, please. Um, so when he he said to his kid Bob Hoskins that he was gonna play Mario, and his kid was like, "Oh, you mean this guy?" and was and the kid was like playing Super Mario and just seeing you know the plumber just jumping up and down, up and down, and Bob Hoskins was like, "I played Lear." Out loud? That's hilarious. He said that in an interview. Just I played Lear. Wonderful. That is really, really funny. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. But, like, nobody, in terms of acting performance, I thought everybody was fantastic. But there was no sort of, like, Oscar-nominating performances. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's anyone that's going to be everybody nominated Everybody was great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, but that's I not also like what don't this was think, about. And I, yeah, and I also don't think the parts were constructed for no. that. No, absolutely not. You can tell which ones are grabby. It's weird how much of a formula things have gotten down to, like where you can watch a movie and be like, this was made so that this actor could th- get this nomination. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is why I'm so excited for Tar with Kate Blanchett because I actually have hopes that that will be a good movie outside of the fact that she will be nominated. We'll see what happens. But did you feel anything about Hung Chow? Who played, oh, yeah, she was like the, the, host, the host, right? Yeah. I thought she was solid. I don't like, I, I, I don't. Nobody. Elsa, I, I don't think. think anybody performed poorly. I don't know. Like I don't know what else to say aside from uh-huh. I thought she was really solid. That's it. From my mom and sister's perspective, she did a lot of heavy lifting. They were like, okay. I in terms of like the like the creepy tone of the movie. Sure. They were like every time she's on screen, I was uncomfortable, and I was like, okay, cool, good for her. And I guess that that is an effective sort of like mark. Yeah, hit. yeah, like like right. if you're doing that, then obviously. Your performance is eliciting something. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I guess. Sorry. It, I I realize also I'm like underplaying everybody's performances because everybody <laughs> did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And every like so. And also this movie really, really worked as an ensemble piece because everybody in the ensemble was strong. Because if you had any low lights performance wise, especially in the ensemble, it would have stuck out. Then it would have really stuck out and it would have been frustrating every single time the character would pan excuse me, the camera would pan to one of those characters. Uh-huh. But because everybody was doing their job, doing what they needed to do, that there wasn't necessarily any sort of gold medal to have hand out sure. right in terms of like the cast and and i don't mean that as a demerit no no but because like everybody just met the part that they needed to do mm-hmm. then like the movie is better for it yeah nobody needed to like do amazing performances yeah could everybody in that room hypothetically speaking done more done better could the director like uh mark mylid have done better sure but like that's not the takeaway that I got strictly from the acting performances in that film. Right. Um, I also, though, want to point out that, and, and this kind of does go back to the White Lotus conversation we were having earlier and the, and, and the comparing. Um, I, I love that this movie, I mean, great thriller, obviously, for several reasons, but I think that it's falling under this new... This new thing, this new understanding of social thriller, where a lot of the thrilling and most like heightened and high stakes and uncomfortable moments are not necessarily like the life or death horror moments. Mm-hmm. It, the thrilling parts are the the parts where people are challenged socially, where it is like the rules, the social rules and boundaries have been made so clear that whenever someone dares 
shift the status quo, mm -hmm. that's like such a tense thing. It's interesting, right? So like for instance, some of my favorite or most thrilling parts of this movie for me were not the someone dying or someone about to die or anything like that. Actually, I would say the most uncomfortable moment for me or the one that like got me the most was whenever uh, whenever Chef Slowick was talking to Tyler and he had to punish him. And you're so right. he said, Tyler, uh, you're going to make us a meal and we're all here for you. Yeah. And then everyone had to get up and watch him make a meal that he did not know how to make, even though this was his favorite thing in the fucking world. That is like the thing that makes that interesting and exciting is the breaking of all the social boundaries mm -hmm. of of like the un it, it's not that he's like about to die or something. It is the fact that like everyone has to watch right you know what i mean yeah like that that everyone has to do it silently that he has to be shamed in a social way it's the dismantling of his human spirit exactly which i think can only really be done socially not really in a like physical way yeah and and that that's really interesting to me and i think that's also something that that is thrilling about um uh White Lotus that, that I like a lot. I, I think that that also worked with a couple of other characters. I think it also worked with the sous chef that shot himself. Yes. When Ray Fiennes' character was like, this person has wanted my position for so long, and he is never going to get my position. He has always wanted to be me, and he is never going to be me, and he has always never wanted to be himself but he is himself and it just dismantles this particular sous yes. chef and so by the time he ray finds is finished ripping him apart like the sous chef is crying and like of course the shock of him all of a sudden pulling, pulling a gun and like shooting himself was appalling in its own right but it's like that was not the part that made it a thriller Part right. of made it a thriller was him socially shaming him. And well, and also part of what made it a thriller is all of a sudden there's a tarp on the floor. Yes, and, 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 and then the, like the positioning of the room. And I could, I was able to tell before it happened. Oh, he's going to die. Okay, how's he going to die? Ray Fiennes is walking away. Okay, he's going to get shot probably because to get a safe distance maybe. I mean, because like the tarp on the floor, like the mess, it was everything, all of that at once. Uh, but but him pulling out his own gun and shooting himself caught me off guard. That I will say. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. That's true. I. Oh wait. It, it was shocking to you that he did it himself, not that Ray Fiennes did it. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Well, to to know that they were in. I mean, okay. This also kind of harkens back to the moment where um the the female chef. Uh, was talking to all the ladies that were the guests. The, the other restaurant. sous chef, yeah. Yeah, the other sous chef, exactly. Um, and 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 they were all sitting around and everything, and they were like relating, and they were like, like they finally like got to her and like felt like really personal and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they were like, man, so like, whose idea was it to you know, kill everybody? And she's like, oh, it was mine. And she was very proud of it too. And she was, and they, and they were like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna die. And There's the best, no I mean, I cried out loud laughing because the food critic was like. All right, fuck it, and just like pulls out the bottle of wine. And she was like, "Wine," and everybody was like, "Yeah," and just <laughs> yeah. and like that yeah. was like the moment of like resigning to fate right there. And it's right. just like shit. We are stuck. Okay, fuck it. Like, and I guess like it was the embracing of like being stuck that wasn't just the physical aspect. Yeah, it was also the emotional sort of like, yeah, spiritual but aspect that all of, of being them stuck in their own way. 
did have to look at themselves at some point and go, yeah, I suck. Yeah. And then accept. Yeah. Like, that's that's so interesting to me. I love that moment. Uh, rather than just, like, killing bad guys, it's like, what if you made the bad guy good and then killed them for the bad things that they did? That's interesting to me. I don't know. I don't know. I think that it was very successful in that way. Were there Were there any big gripes from you? Were there any big things where you were like, yeah, that was a missed mark there, or that is just not the one for me. That's the issue. No, but like this movie isn't perfect. So like, but like, we, but like, is it not perfect because it doesn't feel as good as it as it could be, or like you don't feel? Well, it the feels things? like something's missing. But like, hooray for me for being on a fucking podcast and not being able to articulate <laughs> no, what's no, missing. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, I mean, like, this is you know, this is why we're here. Um, so okay, okay, so so it's something is missing. What? Do you think that it was a climax thing? Do you think that it was something at the end that could have happened? Um, I will say that I'm not exactly... I wasn't as satisfied as I as I wanted to be whenever she was eating the burger on the boat. I remember. I remember. Well, yes, because it has to do with that. Because I remember I finished watching the movie. I'm sitting next to Shama, my girlfriend, who has been on this show. I yes. turned to her and I said... and And I could tell her face is like, confused right with a very confused pondering look because the movie just ends in a very weird way where Anya Taylor Joy's Margot is eating a burger on a boat that Chef Slowick uh the, he made the burger he made the burger uh, and she's eating it eating it and the island is up in flames and she eats the burger uses the menu the physical menu as a napkin and the movie just ends the movie just kind of ends right there mm. And so she's looking confused. And I turned to her and I'm like, look, I really enjoyed 99% of this film. What I didn't enjoy was the ending, which was the 1%. But truth be told, I don't care because I had a great time for 99% of it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the ending just kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was that the writer wanted for everyone to die, which is like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, And and he wanted for uh, Anya Taylor-Joy to get out alive. Yeah. Cool. And it like fundamentally like, speaking, Anya Taylor Joy's Margot. Margot did not belong yeah. in that room. Yeah. But couldn't there have been some sort of exclamation point? Because I like the scene where she gets out. Yeah. That's an interesting dialogue and everything. Yeah. But is there something that she could have done that would have been a ah and she wins? Because I didn't feel like she won. I was just like, you survived, but you didn't win. I see. And I and I think that if I would have felt a win, it would have been more interesting. Or or or, um, you think her you think her saving her own life is not a big enough win? No. Yeah, I know. In t- in terms of like a story, no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, in real in life, humankind, sure. yes. Yeah, you know, of course, like, of course, of course. But in this context, I, I wish that there would have been something because it was such a high concept movie, and because they did such a good job executing those concepts. I wish they would have uh, closed the, the the gap on the concept a yeah. little bit. I guess. Um, I wish that they. That the people inside that were going to die yeah. were fighting till the bitter end. They Instead did of accept- just accepting it when they were dressed as s'mores and lit on fire? Correct. I like well, that. They, they were all also like, yes, chef, at the end and all crying because they're about to die. And Which I like was- that and that's interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. However, like- I wish there was at least one person that would have wanted to fight. Yeah. And I know that it was supposed to be Anya Taylor-Joy, but she was already out of the picture at that point. Yeah. She she was in the clear. More in conflict. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess at that point, like, we once 
Margot exits exits the room, right? Exits yeah. that restaurant, like then we're just in falling action, right? Right. Well, and and and, and I uh, oh, did you just hit the microphone uh, with my foot? I was I felt so good about you know this what? fucking episode. You know too. what? You know what? I'm gonna let it slide. I'm gonna let it slide because I've been constantly adjusting my microphone throughout this podcast. Merry and it's Christmas. Been Merry places. Christmas, one and all. We we are in December. Um, we are. Um, now, uh, well, well, hold on. Let's try to fix this ending. Let's try to fix this ending. I like it. Well, okay. Th- this is this is the big problem. I think. Okay. Because it felt the unsatisfactory. Entire, this we can agree did. on. Okay. Um, the movie was a concept movie, like yeah. we talked about before. However, it was a very good concept, and they did a really good job with the concept. Yeah. The ending had nothing to do with the concept. It was purely a plot. Okay. Thing. So what's the It was the purely outcome. Okay. So I think that the way that you make this ending more satisfying is by linking it back to and making it a comment on the concept. Okay. Concept being, uh, you know, foodies um, will, or not just foodies, artists and people that that consume art will go to the ends of the earth to to look like they know what they talk they're talking about. Um, that is their identity to a fault. Um, uh, uh, you know, pointing out the absurdity of that to the point where people are willing to, um, you know, give up their life or they're willing to go to the absolute ends of the earth for their public perception. Right. And, and also I think it's important to mention also, and then the people receiving it or paying for it could not ever possibly appreciate it. Yes, 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 exactly, exactly. Like the, the... The reasons that artists make art all go out the window whenever the only people they start making art for are the people that will never appreciate it. Yeah, as opposed to themselves, which is very clear with the chef because yeah. he he admits that he has hated making food for the past few right. years. But you can tell when he's making that burger for, for Margo. Yeah, oh, like you can see a smile glimmer, and that's the reason she gets on out. his face. Yeah, it's because, she, yeah. because she gives him that one. And, last and, and I think it's also important worth mentioning that, like, you're saying that the ending has no commentary. I will say it has not enough commentary because she does use the physical like menu for that yeah. night. She uses it as a napkin. Literally wipes her mouth with yeah. with with gunk and grease onto that menu, solidifying it as like worthless. Yeah. Be- but like worthless because it is so unaffordable. It is so beyond what it should be. Mm-hmm. But like the movie, I will say also the movie didn't really do- double down on that. And it was something like it just like, boop, that's it. Like it felt like a small little button, a small little period to the sentence, to the theme of what this movie was trying to go for. But it wasn't trying to be like, this is what we're trying to end it on. Okay, here's one. Okay. Uh, I think a, par- a problem of mine is that I think that it should have been more about people's perception publicly. Because I think that was a lot of what the movie was about, was people's perception in the public eye. That they needed to look wealthy so they go to this restaurant. They needed to look smart so they needed to review this restaurant. They needed to, uh, y- you know... Um, uh, uh, show that they were like had a certain level of status to their significant other, so they took them to this restaurant or um, you know w- whatever. It was a lot about public perception mm. um, and clout and things like that. In which case, I wish that maybe the ending or the death or the piece of art that Chef Sloak was making had some more to do with public perception, 
what if it was being live streamed? What if it was, um, what if there was some sort of release or like ruining of reputation uh, upon mm-hmm. their death? Or, um, or, or in low of their death, maybe, maybe there was like an option or maybe, um, or maybe if it was like specifically an Island that was like much closer to like mainland. So it's like very clearly visible that like the whole thing's on fire. And, and so then when the Island sets on fire, we get a view from the mainland of like people watching the fire. Yeah. On Taylor Joy having like hit the dock. Yeah, and like getting off, and like all the people like freaking out or whatever, and her just like walking and and everybody back, back into society, right? And her like what like like returning because she's one of them, not one of them. Correct. It, I I think that that is like conceptually still interesting. Absolutely. In, instead of her just eating a burger, or which was I mean it was funny and cheeky though she was just eating a burger. Yeah. Like I don't think it was a necessarily bad ending, but it certainly was unsatisfactory considering how satisfactory the rest of the film was. Or what if this? What if? Uh, because these were all like relatively famous or wealthy people. Yeah. Um, what if at the very end they were offered, uh, okay, we are going to kill you now, um, or release all of these, all this information about you that's going to defame you or that's going to make you look bad or like, like, like dismantle your livelihood. Exactly. In which case, you have to choose either keep your reputation and die or go on living without your reputation. And then all of them choose their reputation yeah. and die. And, like, the exception... Except for Anya Taylor-Joy. Well, and and the exception probably would also... Well, maybe. Would maybe be uh, Amy Garrado's character, Felicity, who was uh, the date to the movie star John Leguizamo. Uh-huh. Right? But, like... So like it kind of like dismantles a, like a little bit there sure. because of like how her character, but we're workshopping. We're not well, writers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, why not? Um, but but that, that was just how her character was like constructed, and that could always be like, you know, fixed. But also like she has a reputation as well. So who knows? And maybe something else could have been added to her character to make her want to stay true. in that room. True. Because yeah, that that is a good point. Danny, we have hit the two minute warning. Okay. Um. Hey. Hey. So. Uh, you tell me, sir. What 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 were the wrap ups? I would lo- I would like. I had a lot of fun in this film. I had a lot of fun. I would definitely see this film again for mm. sure, for sure. Because I had such a blast watching it, and I think other people should watch it. It is sort of like popcorny, uh, in terms of like good time, right? Not much to think about, but at least like I thought the theme was pretty well hit. I thought the theme was relatively interesting. I will say we probably didn't talk enough about the theme. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. That I mean, we did happens. at the end there, yeah. Eh, eh, yeah, that's true. But it happens. And But all of that to say, even though the ending was a little bit unsatisfactory, uh, I thought it was delightful, and the movie made me crave food and just, like, good huh. comfort food. Fair. You know? And yeah. so I think it's I think it's a movie, if anybody who worked on it should be proud of, it's a great joy, wonderful. Matt. A uh, brilliant movie. I don't think it's going to be getting any, like, you know, award nominations or anything like that. But just a good, good, good time at the theater. Um, and it, it makes me very excited because I've seen so many more movies recently that are just a good time at the theater. Um, and I feel like we need to have much better movies as a whole um, if we're going to convince people to keep going to the theater instead of uh, uh, just submitting to streaming services. So I like this this era of 
this summer and uh, and on basically i've seen at least one really good movie in the movie theater at all times mm. and that makes me very excited and it, and it's good to know that it, right now at minimum i can say the menu is excellent and in theaters also lovely watching a film where it's like a good and b you can tell everybody's having a great time like in terms Absolutely. of like actors and production staff yeah blessing thank you and 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 thank you to yeah everyone that 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 made this excellent experience Thank you. Shout out to the writers, by the way, who we never credited. Oh, Shame yeah, on just, us. Yeah, just, just, it's Seth Reese and Will Tracy. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> what is this, a phone call? Thank you. Bye. What is this?